The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving Purdue's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Boilermakers amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit, tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's is happy to announce that they are providing flu shots by appointment right in your car. Simply call to set up an appointment and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out www.webrx.com or give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy the professional pharmacy with the hometown touch. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. They have to win there. Tanner understands. Oh, anybody? John Hopkins baptizing the masses. Trying to save it. Jump ball here. And kept in place by Edwards. What a great they numbers. They got numbers. Edwards steps it in. Oh. The Boilers got a walk-out, baby. The walk-out, baby. Carson Edwards. Oh, good hammer time. Bring it down. The big, bad, burly bowlers take the lead by four. Shot clock down to nine. Klein can't dribble himself free. He's going to have to take a long one. Klein, step back, three for the tie. Oh, he's done it again. And that is Boston Celtics guard. Carson Edwards coming off his career high in the NBA the other night. Uh, forget how many points. What did he 18 have? points. 18 points in 16 minutes or something like that. Uh, yep. So finally got some minutes and took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. So, I think he followed up with the game against my Bulls. I think he only had like six points, something like that. But hey, he's getting playing time. I will say one thing I like about Carson Edwards. Well, I like many things about Carson Edwards. <laughs> but one thing I like that he's carried on to uh, – with him to the NBA is he still likes tweets of doubters and haters, which reminds me. I remember when he liked one of my tweets. Uh, yep. I bashed him when his uh, freshman year, uh, soft freshman year, yes, freshman year, um, Sweet Sixteen game against Kansas. He did not have a very good game. I tweeted something like Carson Edwards need to see need to see the pine. And a couple months later, I woke up one morning to oh cool Carson Edwards liked my tweet. I saw the tweet. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's that's not cool at all. But we can thank I you for uh, his uh, his his motivation. Yeah, I gave him some motivation. I was just help, helping Boiler Nation out there. So, but if you're joining us for the first time, listening, first time watching, I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host Evan Webb, uh, other co-host Andrew Eiler. I don't know if he's gonna be on tonight. If so, probably a little later. He's, uh, you know, actually working. So. Yeah. Doing important stuff. Big boy job. So, but uh, Webby, uh, Friday night wasn't too fun to watch as the Boilers got beat uh, pretty handily by the Wolverines, seventy to fifty-three. Yeah, it was 
a game that we obviously we'll talk about it here in a second, but the news about Sasha not not being able to play with COVID and now he's out for the next couple of games. It was kind of a, you know, crap. It was already going to be a tough game. You know, Michigan's playing about as, about as well as anybody in the country, maybe except for Baylor and Gonzaga, because those people are just on a whole different level right now. But I mean, they're up there with them and uh, it was going to take, you know, an absolute best shot uh, to beat them. And now you take out, you know, the big tens, you know, leader in three point percentage. Uh, and definitely I think a guy that, um, I mean, even surprised me, a little bit just how much we missed him i think sometimes we take him for granted it's like oh he's just a shooter but you kind of forget you know how much he spaces out the floor with, with the defense you know paying attention to him I mean, it's not like he had, it's definitely not the carson effect that we saw with carson but you know people pay attention to him and uh not having him definitely hurt you could tell our offense just struggled I mean, you're not gonna beat anybody in the big 10 only scoring 53 points at home especially at home um I think that was probably the most frustrating thing was even though Michigan it was the better team, it just sucks losing by double digits at home. I think that was what I was just more the most frustrated about. Not that I mean, I had no fans, so but it just it, it always sucks losing on your home court. Yeah, Michigan, that's two in a row. Uh, they won a Mackey. Um first opponent I can remember in at least quite a while to win back to back years in Mackey. It's been been a while for a Big Ten foe. But uh, I, I was impressed by the way Michigan moves the ball around. Oh yeah. Uh, their ball movement's superb. They play like um, an old team because they, they are. Do, and they are yeah. an old team. Yeah. Um, them and Wisconsin are the two oldest in the conference. And uh, then on defense, they just didn't let us get open looks behind no. three-point range. So, Yeah, you had, you had, we had a little run there where we were consistently getting to the hoop, I think, on the kind of the left side of the lane, and that was working. But, you know, they adjust and things happen. But, yeah, we just couldn't really hit very, couldn't hit much. Um, Travion was taken out of the game a little bit. Um yeah, it was just which definitely it was not a, a fun game to watch. I mean, it was, it was which was suck because if you looked at it and hey, if you would have learned that we shut down Hunter Dickinson and Wagner, I'd have thought we had a pretty good shot. But it was everybody else was. Yeah, Livers went off. He always yeah. hurts us. Yeah, um, won't be sad to see him go. No, no. Um, there's a couple guys in the Big Ten outside of the candy stripes that I'm actually really pleased that they're seniors or juniors that mm-hmm. are going to probably jump pro. So I'm I'm ready for a couple other guys in around the conference to get out of here, but uh, yeah, Michigan Michigan's become one of those teams I just don't like to play. Mm-hmm. I just don't look forward to it. Yeah, they're definitely a matchup problem. I mean, of course, I say that. And last year we about beat them in their home court, but mm-hmm. it took Travion going Superman and that was kind of it's emergence onto the scene. Um, kind of looking at the box score here. I mean, yeah, Isaiah Livers was seven for fourteen from the field, three of five from three, and he played thirty-nine minutes. Like, it's pretty efficient. Yeah, he had ten rebounds. Um, I mean, only two guys scored in double figures for them, but they just had a lot of guys doing a lot of different things. I mean, it was him and Eli Brooks going two in double figures, and you had a couple guys with eight, five, six, four, four, and. Whereas less, you had two guys in, in double figures with Travion and Jaden, but Travion had to get there, got 14 points on off 19 shots. Um, he also had a double-double, but it definitely was not his best game. Jaden was 3 of 14 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3. He was 6 of 7 from the free throw line, which is nice to see. Um, but, I mean, as a whole, we were 2 of 12 from 3 as a team, yeah. which is, I mean, aside from the Michigan State game, we're not going to win many games shooting no. that poorly from 3. It was ugly. Um you know, the fan of me is kind of disappointed they're not playing this week just because it gives me something to do. But I'm mm-hmm. glad the guys are getting a rest, much-needed mm-hmm. rest after playing, well, four games in eight days. Mm-hmm. And you, now you have a chance to 
do some practices and adjust to life without Sasha for the time being. So I'm sure, you know, coach painter and Shrewsbury are going to drop an offense to, you know, playoff Hunter, Ivy, whoever it may be. Um, yeah, we could definitely, this, this break is well needed. A lot of big 10 teams have breaks right now. because <laughs> the schedule's so screwed up. Um, I mean, yeah. we don't have a big 10 game till tomorrow night. Um, and then I think there's only, Four this week, and then then there's more this weekend. But there's there's not many this week at all. No. Um, some teams like Indiana doesn't play at all. They mm-hmm. were supposed to play once on Saturday against Michigan, so that now their next game is against Illinois on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't heard of Michigan State Rutgers not being on, so I'm guessing they're going to finally make a return to the yeah. court Thursday night. I think, I think it was. I think I saw it was. I think Dane Fife was the person within. Their coaching staff that had it, so wow. that's interesting. Yeah, so on Twitter, who knows if it's true or not? But no, it is. I had it a while back. Yeah. So, um, and that's the thing interesting about this produce scenario. It's kind of become public knowledge that most of the team and the staff, if not everybody else, except Sasha, has had it. Mm-hmm. So they're really trying to bubble Sasha in this year. And of course, you can do everything right, and then the virus is still going to find a way. So. Oh yeah, I mean, and you throw in the fact that I mean. Classes just started up, so you bring yep. you know thirty thousand kids back, or probably not all of them, back to campus who have been you know Lord knows mm-hmm. where over winter break. I mean, there was a massive spike. We saw the football team right after Thanksgiving, and you know it is and it is what it is. Just the virus is a lot smarter than us, um, and it, yeah, it sucks it happens now. But hopefully, he doesn't have any uh, you know, bad side effects from it. Moving forward, hopefully, he can kind of bounce back and. Who knows how long it's going to take him to get in game shape again if he has to quarantine for 17 days. That's that's mm-hmm. going to take him out pretty quickly. And, and, and it sounds like he might have been quarantining before Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what day exactly. But just follow him on Twitter. He's, go, he's going stir crazy. He even put an Instagram story out there. It goes, <laughs> he admitted he's getting pretty bored. So uh, Yeah, buckle up. Yep. He's got a little ways to go. But yep. um yeah, it'll be nice to get them back in uniform, get them back on the court, and because mm-hmm. um, COVID's stirring up the Big Ten race. I mean, now your leader in the clubhouse, Michigan, they're paused for two weeks. Who knows what they're going to look like when they come back? Yeah. They could be out of shape by them. Yeah, it's a little be, bit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the Big Ten's going to do. Um, I, I'm not sure if we mentioned it on here before, but I know in your other podcast you do, you've talked about it, and I think I know we talked about at least the three of us kind of on our group text is. I can't see the Big Ten tournament happening. Um, I think you could use that as a week for makeup games. <laughs> I saw someone uh, talk about you could use it as like a like a big AAU type event, or just all the teams are playing like on like three different courts or something like that, uh, which would be wild. But yeah, I don't know what. I mean, how do you pick a Big Ten winner if you know two teams are close, but one team has played three or four less games, but they have a better winning percentage? I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I have no idea. I'm glad I have to make that decision. Yeah, um, but it's gonna be it's weird. And then throwing, I mean, we've, I don't know what we've mentioned before, but tournaments or NCAA tournament seating. I don't know how you take those into effect of the teams played. You know, I think there's supposed to be a minimum. I think like things on like 13 games or something like that. You yeah, it's play. pretty low minimum. Yeah, it's like okay, a team that plays maybe 15 games versus a team that's played 22. Like what? And yeah, I don't know how you're gonna look I'm at guess, that. I'm guessing the eyeball test is gonna be more important than ever this year, but yeah, yeah. it's tough. I don't know. And then going back to the big 10, like big 10 can't really, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're supposed to play 20 games. I can't say, okay, we're going to play 16. Mm-hmm. You can't take teams. You already have down on the books to play off. Um, 
Right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I do think, well, if, if we keep seeing delays in certain programs within the Big Ten, say this happens to us again against on one of our opponent's side, maybe we do finally schedule a Ball State in Evansville, yeah. somebody, so we can keep our legs going. Because mm-hmm. we have another break here in a couple of weeks where we only play one game during the week. I don't really? remember. Yeah, because um, cause this week should have been Ohio State and Minnesota. That's right. Yep. So everything kind of got moved around, and uh, yeah, we, I don't know. We, we never talked about the Ohio State game, did we? We, we did not. No, um, that seems like forever ago. It was only a week ago. Um, yeah, it was one of those games where it was kind of back and forth. But I got to be honest, when Purdue was down five with two minutes left, I was almost pretty much um, surrendering and waving the white flag. But uh, there's a reason you don't do that. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a game where I felt like every time we got close, Ohio State had an answer. Um, I mean, especially we weren't shooting the ball all that well uh, for the most part throughout the game. And then, you know, but then we I think we ended three of three from three to end the game between uh, Sasha had one and obviously Jaden had the the dagger at the end, which was so cool to watch, so cool to see. Um, a kid For a kid who's been struggling to find his shot since coming back from injury, it's – he definitely needed that one. Yeah, he did. Um, we would really like to see him get his three-point shooting to b- become a little more consistent. Hopefully yeah. it does eventually. But love the way that kid drives. He's fearless. We've compared him to Carson Edwards before. I think he's just going to continue to get better and better. He was the Big Ten Freshman of the Week, which produced the first team ever to have four different freshmen be a Big Ten Freshman of the Week. Uh, fingers crossed that Ethan Morton some week <laughs> Come through and make it five. That'd be pretty awesome. But, if we had uh, five, I mean, you can almost guarantee that that never gets broken. I mean, that'd be tough. To yeah, break. It's very tough to break four, but yep. let alone, you know, it's hard to play five freshmen consistently. I know we say it a lot, and I titled this episode, but um, the future is bright. It mm-hmm. is bright. It's if you're not excited as a Purdue basketball fan, something's wrong with you. You need to check your pulse. Especially with the fact that you're watching this team right now, and kind of at least at this yeah. point, I think we're overachieving a bit to what we Absolutely. thought. I mean, I never would have thought we would sweep Ohio State, um, winning on the road against Michigan State, on the road against Indiana. Granted, both teams probably aren't as good as we thought they might be this year. Um, yeah, it's – I mean, I think we're like, what, like fifth right now in the Big Ten, I think, maybe. I believe so. And Mass at the beginning of the year, kind of in our uh, preseason show that I was hoping just, you know, top half. And we're sitting pretty right now. I think we're kind of – at rise of right now, I think we're pretty – safely in the tournament aside from you know barring a major collapse which i know we were kind of talking if we was making the tournament that'd be awesome but i know lenardi came out with his latest bracketology and we were a six seed which was awesome i was expecting yeah, i'll take it right now no yeah. questions asked <laughs> um but yeah it's been i mean we're, it's, it's weird because it's we're technically you know we don't play all 20 we're halfway through the big 10 season but i feel like we're so much farther into it than we are even if even though it is a shorter season like we've played less games now we would you know up to this point in most years but it just feels like the season's taken so long it's weird it's it's an exhausting season from a fan standpoint and you got to think well if we think it's exhausting we can't imagine the coaches and the players are getting tested every day and going through all this stuff and watching all their movements but from a fan standpoint like i was telling my dad the other day it's it's really weird. Like I've been really enjoying watching this Purdue team play, especially late. But I'm also ready for the season to be over. It's it's really weird really? because I just and and who knows maybe we do we can't have fans next year. But I'm in, just in hope that we can at least 
get close to normal again in Mackey. And, and it, just mm-hmm. because college basketball, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I'm having a really difficult time watching teams outside of the Big Ten play. Like Louisville Duke was on the other day. Yeah. I didn't even have any interest watching any of it. And even sometimes in the Big Ten, when it's not Purdue, I don't care to watch. Like, yeah. I don't know, years past, I'd be like dialed into the TV ready to go. But mm-hmm. just something without the fans when it's not Purdue is really, really bothering me. Yeah, it's definitely – it's. I think you definitely notice it more than any other sport mm-hmm. that we've watched. You know, aside from you know college football, you notice it, but it wasn't that noticeable. I mean, same with the NFL. I mean, obviously some fans are allowed in the NFL, but you know, it didn't really. I mean, the bubble for the NBA was was cool. I thought it was just a cool concept. Um, I mean, baseball. It was only weird when you know they'd show like if someone was hitting a home run, you'd see the whole stadium and it'd just be empty. That was weird, but for the most part, you didn't really notice. It's certainly, when the sports played outside, you don't really notice because they can pipe in a little bit of noise and it, it sounds all right but when you're indoors it just sounds weird um but i definitely haven't watched as much as i normally would i've watched some but yeah i would agree it's it's been a little weird to not be invested in it, it also could I, mean, I don't know it could just be maybe it has something to do with the fact that you know the normal powerhouses aren't what they normally make it like duke's not is garbage right now um I don't think Carolina is really anything special. I haven't really been paying attention to them. Villanova's been shut down for a long time. Kentucky um, stinks. Yeah, Kentucky stinks. Um, I'm not going to stay up to watch a Gonzaga game right now. No, and, 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 and when they're playing teams like Pacific, yeah. um, there's no, yeah, no reason really, to watch. You're walking through there, and Big 12 basketball bores me for some reason. I just yeah, it's like it's good. I mean, it's a good conference this year, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, and I don't. Sucks. Um I mean, from to Kansas standards. Yeah. Um, so it's it's gonna be weird watching the tournament and not knowing a lot about a lot of different teams. And maybe this is the year I finally went to a bracket pool because I'm not. Gonna <laughs> it, it's funny. One of my dad's friends he texts my dad and I almost every day because um, he he's bigger into NFL and MLB are the sports he watches the most, but he bets on all kinds. So he always wants my dad and I's input. And a lot of times he'll send us a match of college basketball. I'm like. I have no idea. I just guess a score because I'm like, I haven't seen either of these two yeah. teams play. I, mean, I just realized the other day, that, or I think it might have been your other podcast, they're talking about, like, I didn't realize St. Louis was ranked. And I was yeah, like, the 25th. Like, yep. the phone. like, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just been weird. but it, it definitely has, but it is what it is. I mean, hopefully, mm-hmm. like we've said many times, hopefully this is the only season we got to worry about it. And come November, things are a lot better and we can get fans back in Mackey because it would have been rocking Friday night. That would have oh, been yeah. nuts. So, it would have been stupid before the game. I mean, it would have been a, at least five points towards Purdue um, mm-hmm. just in the crowd environment itself. But but another big one coming up Saturday night, the Golden Gophers who are off this whole week as well coming into Mackey. They're coming off a surprising loss at home to Maryland. Uh, Maryland's probably got the three best road wins in the Big Ten, and yeah. that's their lone three Big Ten wins. <laughs> um, they're really hard to figure out. So it's a lot of the Big Ten. But uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota, I think, is kind of overachieved a little bit. Um, Marcus Carr, of course, is a phenomenal scorer. Mm-hmm. And then they got, oh, goodness, what's their big guy's name? The transfer, isn't he? I can picture him in my head, and I can't think of his name right okay. now. But I do know that's that's going to be the matchup between him and Williams on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it's Robbins. That sounds right. Robbins, I think. Um, but um, yeah, if if Trey gets in foul trouble early, we could we could be in trouble on this one. Mm-hmm. So hopefully Trey gets him in foul trouble. 
But uh, I'm guessing Eric Hunter Jr. is going to be guarding um, Marcus Carr. Would yeah, be my guess. Right. It's Liam Robbins. Liam, Ro- Liam Robbins. Yeah. yeah. So they're definitely surprising the Big Ten, but um, it, we better buckle up because it's probably going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. Whenever we play them in Mackey, weird things happen. It's usually a pretty good game. Sometimes it goes into three or four overtimes. Yeah, last so. year, last year was the Sasha shot to see or to kind of was the was it last year was the double overtime game where Sasha hit a big shot, I think, to hit a big three to I think put us in the lead or tie it or something. Yeah, I think you're right. Year. Yeah. Year so, before we were way down and came back. Yeah. Um, back because so last year's game, I was listening. I was driving for work and I had to listen to it on the radio, and listening to to Cliz and Blackman was was entertaining. I wasn't at that one either. That's why I was trying to recall. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember back when we were in school in 2014, um, we had like a triple or quadruple overtime game. I think it was triple overtime. Yeah. Um, I remember not making that one because the weather. We had bad weather. We didn't even have class that day. Um. But it's always a good game of Mackey for some reason against those guys. But uh, uh, let's go ahead and predict a round of games real quick. All right. If I can get some up on my phone. Yeah, we got two tomorrow night. Red Hot and Indy Lions of Penn State are at Ohio State tomorrow night. Yeah, Ohio State is an eight-point favorite. I mean, Penn State, they've won two in a row. Um, but I think Ohio State Ohio is a good team. Um, I mean, the fact that we – Swept them is pretty phenomenal, uh, but I think yeah, I think Ohio State wins double digits. I agree. I think Ohio State's just better. It is interesting on Lenardi's uh, bracketology. Penn State's a bubble team now. Wow, it shows you just what a quality win in the Big Ten can do for your yeah. resume. Sure, good point. Wisconsin at Maryland. Interesting. Yeah, Wisconsin's three point favorite. I'm still not a big believer in this Wisconsin team. I mean, they're, they're starting, starting to, to slide a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're. I mean, they're old, so maybe that that'll you know down the stretch that might benefit them. Um, I don't really know much about Maryland, but I think Wisconsin gets it. I think it's. I think they cover, but not by much. I agree. I think Wisconsin wins a tight one. Um, I just feel like they ha- they need this one right now. I mean, yeah. Maryland definitely needs it if they want to. Make a run at the tournament, but like I said, Maryland's better on the road for some reason. Yeah, so Michigan was originally supposed to play Penn State tomorrow, but that game's of course postponed, and Penn State's yeah. playing Ohio State instead. Thursday night, Michigan State at Rutgers. As of right now, Rutgers coming off a big win uh, over the weekend against much needed win. They win at Indiana, and I think that's their first win since playing us. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so yep. they just come to Indiana and they'll they'll win. Uh, um. Man, this is a tough one to pick. Because Michigan State's been sliding or has sliding. They've been off for a while. They haven't played since we played them. Wow. I think that just be three that, weeks ago, Friday, I believe. I think I might take Rutgers. Just, I'm with you. Yeah. I I just don't know what Michigan State's going to look like not playing yeah. for almost three weeks. So Friday night, we got a really good one. Number seven, yeah. Iowa. Number 19, Illinois. These two teams do not like each other at Ooh. all. Ooh. Iowa looked awful against Indiana. They yes, like they a, did. Like a four-hour scoring drought, it felt like. Yeah, 11 minutes, but it felt like four hours. Fran made stupid stupid coaching decisions. Um, no, that's every, every game. Fran, yeah. I mean, but then also look at Illinois, and Illinois has a tendency to get down big um, against even, you know, 
lesser opponents. So, I mean, if Iowa comes out hot, ooh, boy. I think they will. I, yeah. I have a feeling they're going to hit everything. <laughs> I'm going to pick Illinois in this one. Uh, just to be different, I figure you're probably going to pick Iowa. Um, I will. I, last night on my other podcast, I picked Illinois, but I'm switching on this one. Okay. So. Yeah, I, it's gonna be good. I hope it's a good game. That, that's what I'll probably try and tune in for. Yeah, because uh, it's probably gonna be a fight. <laughs> yeah, and that's again, this is gonna be game two. That would be just absolutely nuts with yes. fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a you know two teams battling for you know if if Illinois wins, they're dead even with Iowa in the standings. So you have Iowa, Wisconsin, and Illinois all right there, all chasing Michigan. Um, so it's going to be. And if Iowa wins with ease, Illinois could fall out of the top 25. Yeah, which is it's weird. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, Saturday, there was two games postponed Michigan, Indiana, Penn State, Nebraska. So Penn State's playing, uh, they're hosting Wisconsin. I was going to say, I saw the Penn State game show up. It was mine. They're not postponed, but I forgot they were supposed to play Nebraska. Yeah, yeah they were both their teams this week. They're not playing who they were supposed to, they're playing other teams. So. Wisconsin, Penn State, or Penn, Penn State, yeah, Penn State, Wisconsin. Um, I think Wisconsin in that one. I do too. I think Wisconsin gets too much needed wins. Um, I could see two dog fights though. But Penn yeah. State's gonna bruise you up and they're gonna shoot a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, our Boilers are in the nightcap Saturday night. It's kind of nice to have a Saturday night game. Yeah. Seven thirty. Uh, number twenty-one Minnesota comes in with their eleven and five record. I mean, I'm going with the Boilers, obviously. Yep. I think it's – I mean, it's just like we, we were talking about, it's going to be a close one. Um, I'm guessing 66-62 is my final score. I'll go 70-65. Uh, okay. So, then Sunday we got two games, Michigan State at Ohio State. I could see Ohio State running away with this one. Um, I got I got I got Sparty going on too this yeah. week, and then all of a sudden they're on the outside looking in of the tournament. Yeah. And then uh, Rutgers at Northwestern. Hmm. When's the last time Northwestern played? Uh, over the weekend. Oh, they did. They just, they, they've woke up. They're, yeah. they're not good They hadn't played in a while. Illinois um, kind of broke their spirit that one night when Illinois yeah. came back from like seventeen mm-hmm. down. Uh, I'm gonna go Rutgers. I think they win by. Eight plus. I, mean, I, I think they went by. Yeah, I'm gonna go double digits. Even I just don't, okay. I don't think Northwestern's very good. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it'll be every week's interesting in the Big Ten. It's wild and it's just it's whenever I think somebody's gonna win, they lose. When I think somebody's gonna lose, they win. I'm just like I. This is why I don't bet on the Big Ten this year. It's yeah. like I'm just giving money to Vegas. So. I think Purdue should just wear black jerseys for the rest of the year because we had that. Yeah, the grays didn't work. Grays did not work at all. When's the last time we wore white jerseys? So we wore gold on Christmas. You're right. Maryland before Christmas. We wore white against Notre. Did we wear white against Notre Dame or did we wear black against Notre Dame? I think we wore white against Notre Dame. Okay, I think so. So yeah, a long time. (laughs) We wore white. We were supposed to wear white against uh, Penn State, but then the refs decided that white and gray were too close for some stupid reason, but. Whatever. Well, why did why did Penn State pack gray? They should have packed the navy blues. I mean, yeah, I think like I, so I don't know how how they all, all works, but I would assume the home team picks what they're going to wear, and the road team will just bring whatever they want. I'm assuming Purdue probably told them, "Hey, we're wearing white." Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. 
Whatever. So, but uh, any other thoughts or basketball news or anything? I'm forgetting. It was nice to see Edie had a nice. Has he had a nice little yep. couple couple games? Uh, dunked on EJ Liddell's head, which was <laughs> awesome to see. Um, but he's, I think he's definitely a lot more confident. He's finishing a little bit better at the rim, uh, doing better defensively. He's not. I don't. I feel like he hasn't gotten into foul trouble the last couple of games as quickly as he's prone to. So I think I think the game's definitely slowing down for him, which is awesome. Especially considering, I mean, obviously we know the story of not playing basketball all that long. The fact that he's able to accelerate like this in terms of his mm-hmm. um, just getting better is pretty cool to watch. Um, I mean, Wheeler at Ohio State had some, you know, obviously I know people are dogging him on his offense, which is justified, definitely. But he's he's been, I think he's done everything else really well. He's played defense pretty well. Had some a uh, couple hustle plays, made a smart. You know, when Painter told someone to foul, he jumped right on it. When at Ohio State, and he caught the rebound and instinctively just threw it up in the air. So I, I've been pretty impressed with him last couple games. He's really taken on the role of coming off the bench mm-hmm. really well. I mean, he could mm-hmm. have been really mad and frustrated about it, and his play could have diminished. But it's it's done the opposite, really. Yep. I'd like to see Hunter get going a little bit more. I feel like he's mm-hmm. been. A little, he's been struggling a little bit. Um, Gillis hasn't really been. I know. I mean, he fouled out against Ohio. Did he foul against Ohio State? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he didn't play. He only played sixteen minutes that game. Um, didn't even take it. Didn't even get a shot up. One rebound, one turnover. <laughs> so that was it. Um, Newman's been. Yeah, I think he's definitely kind of hitting. Uh, yeah, he, he's still struggling on defense, and he really struggles with turnovers at times. He struggles handling the ball mm-hmm. at times, but um, I mean, he was our only guy who could hit a three the other night. So. Right. But yeah, it's. I mean, I've definitely been impressed so far with what we've seen, and hopefully, we can. You know, hopefully, we just don't go into a little skid here with with Sasha yep. being out. So we'll see how they respond. I still think we need about five more wins to fill mm-hmm. really, really comfortable. So mm-hmm. I think that's like the magic number that I in my head. So why don't you uh, let us know what the fine folks over at Mad Mushroom are up to? Absolutely. Pulled up here. Happy, happy to let you guys know that the Boiler Breakdown is brought to you by Mad Mushroom, serving boiler makers since 1993. Mad Mushroom is located in the heart of West Lafayette and is well known as the home of the original cheese sticks. Whenever we like to visit, we like to sit down and have a nice cold beer while trying out their p- latest pizza of the month, which January is the uh, keto-friendly crustless pizza bowl. Uh, it's got their traditional cheese sauce with your choice of up to three toppings covered in mozzarella cheese and baked together in a bowl. Uh, Crustless Pizza Bowl is available in two sizes and starts at $9.99. And uh, next time you're in town, stop in and tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over 20 bucks. And if you're a Boiler Breakdown listener, you can also use the coupon code BREAK5. That's all caps, B-R-E-A-K, number five, for $5 off any order over uh or yeah, for to claim your discount online, uh, find them at madmushroom.com. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. I could go for some cheese sticks right now. Yeah, and some pizza, okay. and some grinders, and some wings. <laughs> Give me the boiler breakdown combo. <laughs> I'm making up my own combo. Uh, I'm hungry. So, well, Webby, do you want to play some guess the boiler? I, I thought we might have a little short podcast. I was hoping Andrew might join us too, but. I asked you before you start recording if you were a game, so I got some uh, got some ready for you. Um, I'll, I'll let you choose for the first one. Do you want basketball or football? 
Uh, I'm going to warm up with football. All right. Set the bar low. All right. So is this, I guess, what's the bat? Is it post two th- or 2000? It's t- yeah, it's like always yeah. um, okay. uh, the, the players. I just say uh, I got to uh, think which one I want here. Okay. All right. <sighs> Did they play offense? Nope. Um, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Always interested in the strategy. Yeah, it's, I don't think I'd be very good at this game. I've never been on the opposing side, so I've always been the moderator. So, <laughs> did they play for one coach? No. Nope. Okay. Were they recruited by Tiller? Yes. Crap. Okay. I'm trying to remember like, okay, now I've got to find out who the, the crossover guys were. It tests your memory because, I mean, yeah. now the crossover guys, you know, 11 years ago, 11, 12, yeah. 11, yeah. 12. Let's see here. I can just go by position at this point. If, uh, if you're our buddy Aaron Lynch, you just start throwing out names. Yeah. Did he touch the ball? <laughs> Um, did he play more under hope than Tiller? no? No. Okay. Oh boy, getting less and less confident. Was he a defensive lineman? Yes. Got five left. My memory is crap tonight. Trying to figure out defensive <laughs> linemen from that era. I was like, yeah, that was a good one because yeah, I think you you really kind of kind of narrowed it down in a sense. I did, but I don't know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. I'm trying to think. Oh my god, this is gonna be bad. It's gonna be like Sandy Martucci all over again, where I'm just not even gonna be able to guess anybody. <laughs> I'm glad I started with this one because I warm up the brain a little bit. Did you play in the NFL? Yes, and that I was waiting for that question. That's why I was like, I was like, you need to guess. You need to guess that question. So he played more under Tiller. Defensive NFL. I have a guess, but I don't know if he played under Anthony Spencer. No, good guess though. Did he, did he play under Hope? No, that's what I thought. I think he, I think he did. He graduated in 06, I believe. Okay. Yeah, it was All American that year. First round pick by the Cowboys. Yeah, that guy. I feel like it's on the tip of your tongue. Yeah, I know. Yeah, close. I'm just trying to like. I, I feel like the guys I'm thinking of like were like. They didn't play for hope, but they were like right there at the end. Like they were one of his last few until his last few years. So I've got a guy, but he didn't even finish his career at Purdue. 
Oh, this is gonna, I'm going to be so mad. I will let you know he finished his career at Purdue. I mean, that's all. Yeah. That was an equation. Yeah, it's not Ray Edwards. <laughs> no. Oh, God. The fact that he plays in the NFL is what makes me mad because, like, I know I'm going to hate myself. Oh my god! Let me know when my time's gonna run it up. How oh, we got? I got three, three left. Yeah. He played under Hope, mostly. Played under Tiller mostly. Right. Yeah, I was the guy I was thinking of in my mm-hmm. head. Played mm-hmm. under Tiller, mm-hmm. under Hope okay. mostly. Um, defensive lineman. Oh my god! Uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna kick yourself. I'm going to kick myself because so it's like the fact they played in the NFL. I'm like, there's not that many. Let's be honest. <laughs> Oh God! Um, I can't think of defensive. Was he an end? Yes, he was a defensive oh, end. He's part God. of the end of defensive ends. It's not Kerrigan, is it? No, I said no. It's not because he played under. I was at least get that one obvious one out of the way. Otherwise, I'm gonna be mad. Now one left. One guest left. <sighs> This guy, I don't think he played under Hope at all, but Averill, he didn't play under Hope. No. Mike Neal. I was even thinking about him. Second round pick by the Packers. I didn't realize he was an end. I was thinking he was a tackle. Hmm. He might have been defensive tackle. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right. I think he was a D tackle. Crap. That's all right. It's, I wouldn't, I, I was not even thinking about him. I kept going back to the three guys I kept going back to were uh Kerrigan, KK, and uh Averill. And I was like, I'm I know KK and uh Kerrigan were all yeah. under hope. Was Kerrigan Kerrigan wasn't a was he a Tiller recruit? Yes, he was. Okay, yep, played two years for each. Okay, I was like, I know, I feel like, I mean, obviously, I remember him mostly under the Hope recruit. I was yeah. like, did he play like three years for Hope? And yep, I'll have to go back and look in my hundred uh, things Boilermaker Purdue fans need to uh, know and, and do before they die book because he lists a den of defensive ends. I'll have to see if Neil was on that list or not. So I which I he was a tackle. Was that I could have swore he was a tackle? Maybe. I think, maybe. I, I think he definitely got drafted as one. I think. Yes, I think he definitely oh. played it in the NFL. But yeah, um, which Say. anybody listening to this podcast, I recommend going to get that book if mm-hmm. you haven't already. It's a good one. All right, let's give you one basketball one now. All right, my player. Yep, got my player ready. Okay. Did he play for Katie? Yes. I worded that wrong. Dang it. <laughs> he also played for Painter. No. Okay. So I was like, that's not going to really. I was like, he's going to have to eliminate another one. <laughs> <laughs> Did he play in the NBA? No. No, that really narrows it down. <laughs> if he did, that, that, that'll help me. Yeah. Uh, no NBA. Post 2000 on, oh, correct? Yeah. Yeah. 
God, it's not going to be good. I'm awful early 2000s. <sighs> I mean, we were pretty young in the yeah. KD era, so it is pretty difficult. Did he come out? Did he come to Purdue out of high school? Yes. Dang it! Eliminates Willie Dean. I almost picked. I almost uh, put Willie Dean in as one. Yeah, no, he was a JUCO, which I, I no, I think he was. Was he JUCO or he transferred? transferred. Yeah, college. Transferred. yeah. Out of high school, actually came in as a walk-on transfer originally. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Was he considered a big? He was a forward. So okay. Yeah, I think he played the four mostly. Maybe a little three, but he was mainly a four. Okay. Got confidence in you. (laughs) Did he play all four years at Purdue? Yes. Okay. Doesn't help me, but eliminates Melvin Buckley. I know that. Yep. Or the forward in all four years. Zion, because where you had him. Four guesses left. Didn't play in the NBA. Those early 2000 teams, and I'm just like all I'm thinking of is guards. It's my problem. Was, did he play in the tournament majority of his career for more than two years? No. No. Okay. I don't know why I asked that. Didn't really help me all that much. I, I'm, I'm drawing. I'm... The, he either only played in one or none. I don't remember. Okay. I think he played in one. I think <laughs> tournament. I think. Brett Busher. Hey, hey, he got it with the guy's jersey number with three left. <laughs> I was trying to think. I was like, man, I don't remember. I, I don't remember what I was like. I know he. So I think, okay, he probably played on Katie's last couple teams that were just crappy. But maybe, like, I know, like, we made it in what, 2002, we made it? Or 2002, 2003? 2003, yeah, it was the final four. Yeah, we lost to Texas. I think he was on that team. I don't. Okay. I, I, I think so, too. He was a four star recruit, and Duke offered him. Yeah. He was a big get. Yeah, I think I remember there was a game against Mission State at home. I remember my dad and I got picked to go sit behind the bench. And I think he either made a big shot or missed a big shot. or I can't remember in that game, but it was, it was wild to be that close. I remember going to one of those Gene Katie father-son camps, and my dad and I were talking to Kenneth Lowe. And mm-hmm. My dad was asking about Busher, and he said Busher would get so nervous before every game he'd throw up. Every single game. Crazy. He just couldn't calm his nerves. So... Wow. He knew the potential was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give Where's you one. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. 
Um, I'll give you another one. Basketball or football? Basketball. All right. Um, okay. Save the football for Eiler. Okay. I got the uh, got the player. Then, then we'll wrap things up after this. All right. They play for one coach. Yes. Okay. Was that Coach Painter? Yes. All right. Did he make? Did he play any in the NBA? No. No NBA. Narrows it down. I'm gonna go out of this one. I'm gonna keep going. Uh, did he stay all four years? Yes. Years. Was he considered a big man? No. Okay. So more of a guard. Yep. Okay. Five left. Lewis Jackson. No, I guess so. Did he play with the baby boilers at all? Yes. Okay. Keaton Grant. Look at this guy. He's on fire. He got both of them with three questions. It's in wow. Florida. Yep. MVP team MVP of sophomore year with the baby boilers. He was a good yeah, one. Yeah, he was a he was Kramer's class. That's right. Yep. Definitely, I think under when you look back, definitely a guy who's underappreciated for what he did because he was a good defender. His friend or his sophomore year when the baby boys came in, he was lights out. If I remember correctly, from three, um, definitely was probably a big part of bringing those guys along with Kramer. It was I really like, I really like Keaton. Absolutely. And speaking of Chris Kramer, if you, I usually don't like to plug other Purdue podcasts on our yeah, podcast, but, but uh, Raphael Davis has a cool new podcast called the Boiler Up Podcast, and he yeah. had Chris Kramer on. It was just uploaded today. I really recommend going to give that a listen. Um, he didn't give a subscribe to because he has good Purdue guests on every week, and Chris was on for about 45 minutes, and it was a really fun listen and brought back some great memories. So. It, that's a cool one just because it's, you know, it's, it's Ray, a former player talking with former players, and especially if you, if he gets a player that also played for painter, mm-hmm. um, they definitely have that, that connection there. And I mean, even he, uh, he did a post game after the Indiana game with AJ Guyton. Yep. It was cool. Just to, you know, two different eras. You know, obviously Guyton came from the Bob Knight, Gene Katie era, um, talking with, with Ray, um, who definitely did not have as many fun games, probably in a pretty uniform against Indiana as, as, I know there's a couple bad ones there. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was, uh, that was a pretty cool one to listen to, just the different perspectives. It was a fun listen between these guys because I don't I won't spoil anything for anybody, but they were so similar in the, mm-hmm. the way they played in college, kind of in from, area, I mean, from a very similar area. I mean, in terms of like Fort Wayne Huntington, they're not too far yeah. apart, defense minded. A lot of similarities. So it was yeah. pretty neat to hear. Um and you know it was neat to it was neat to hear Chris get into his recruiting detail or his mm-hmm. recruitment detail too because he's a heck of a football player too. I don't mm-hmm. know many people know that or remember that. I mean, he was and a baseball player too. He was a good baseball yeah, player. He was good. I mean, just all around good yeah. athlete. So, and he's still having a good career over in Jer- Jer- Jerusalem right now. So, I forgot, I forgot that's where he was. But. Yep, that's where he is now. Still, I mean, he's made a heck of a living um, playing basketball. Yeah. So. I mean, he's outlasted some of his teammates. I, I mean, yep, sure has. So, and, and which he's is crazy. 
had stayed healthy. So I think his knee, I think it was two years ago now went out, mm-hmm. but uh, up until then he had stayed pretty, pretty healthy for the most part, as far as like major surgeries or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, the Boiler Breakdown podcast is brought to you by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's is happy to announce that they are providing flu shots by appointment right in your car. Still important to get, important to get your flu shots right now. Mm-hmm. Simply call to set up an appointment and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high-quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out www.webrx.com or give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy, professional pharmacy with a hometown touch. And lastly, the uh, reoccurring sponsor this year of the Boiler Breakdown podcast is Shrove Landscaping Nurseries. Shrove Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact them today for all of your landscaping needs at 574-223-2769. Shrove Landscaping Design with you in mind. And both of those businesses are boiler owned and operated, just mm-hmm. like we like it. Mm-hmm. So, any final thoughts, Webby? Uh, it's, I mean, it's weird to think about, but supposedly spring football is supposed to be starting here within a month. Yeah, February nineteenth. Wild. Twenty-three-year-old um, Aussie punter now. Yeah, we did. I mean, it, it's crazy to see how many of those guys are starting to come over. Now, like, yep. I mean, I feel like quite a few. I think I just saw Ohio State picked up a commitment from an Aussie punter. Um, and what's even crazier is that I mean, I know ours in particular, he's only been punting since 2020. Yeah. So, they must have rolled just talent. And you know, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking rugby kicker right away. Rugby yeah. kicker. I mean, it's, it's, and it's weird because he's never played, he's never played an organized game of football. So, I mean, never been to the Midwest. <laughs> let me tell you, boy, it's gonna, the winners are gonna suck. <laughs> Oh, what I would tell if I was a teammate, well, the warmest part on campus on a windy day is under the math no, <laughs> under the tunnels. So walk past their sleeveless. You'll warm up right away. Short t-shirt, mid-January, you'll be fine. It's perfect. Have yeah, an umbrella over there. your head when it's raining, walking by there. It won't snap. We promise. It's got heaters. It's fine. Windiest you know. freaking place in the Midwest, that when, damn uh, tunnel by the map. You see those machines going out through when they're getting off the ice, they're warming the sidewalk for you. They're not polishing the ice to make it <laughs> 10 times slipper. God, yeah. God, God bless them. But take one of those lawn boards on the ice. <laughs> but it's, it's going to be cool. I mean, it's going to be weird. I mean, assuming we have fans, you know, it's going to be, he'll be the first time yeah. at least playing American football in front of fans. So that'll be pretty cool for him. But I mean, he's excited. So that's going to be. It's going to be cool to see. And I mean, obviously, we're still playing the grad transfer market with that, with everything going on. I mean, who knows? I mean, especially with these new transfer rules that are potentially coming out. I mean, I feel like this class is not going to be done until, you know, no. summertime and before uh, fall camp. I will say I'm surprised so far, and it could change that we don't, haven't had more names in the portal. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. Yeah. And most of the guys who opted out are back. So, yep. Or, or the guys that maybe we're, we had questions about, you know, would they be back? Would they not be back? You know, they basically had until uh, this last week to mm-hmm. find that his class started back up. So we know who's back and who's not, who's, you know, moving on to the draft or whatever it may be. Um, yeah. I mean, new defensive, you know, I feel like the defensive staff is all set in stone. Um, I'm getting more and more excited reading about these guys, mm-hmm. uh, especially, you know, the recruiting that could take place, especially here in the Midwest. Um 
that'll be interesting. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Yep. I'm interested to see if Aiden O'Connell's healthy enough for a quarterback competition. Yeah. Because I don't know with his foot, I don't know mm-hmm. how much it's healed. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be awful for him if there is a competition. He's not part of it if it's between yeah. Plummer and, and, um, Burton and even the limo. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But yeah, it Purdue always starts a little early, but 19th is really, really early. Yeah, really, it's usually always like the end of February. It is. Yep. Like, yeah. yep. So they kind of bumped it up by a week. So they're probably, they've probably already started if they can. I don't know with the COVID rules, with protocols. I can say in a normal year, if they were playing spring or if spring practice was starting on the 19th, they would have started 6 a.m. workouts by now. Mm-hmm. I don't know though this year. I, I shouldn't assume things. Yeah, you feel like we would have seen something, some sort of video. True. But again, with, with protocols, I mean, who knows? They may not want broadcasting that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even know who knows if some of these guys were even on campus for a while. With you know, they might have Good left point. and gone home for winter break, and I don't blame them for being stuck on campus for no. that long with what the rigors of all the tests they had to do. Go home, see some family, especially given the situation. Yep. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'm sure they'll yep. probably had, actually no, they, they probably can't. I'd say they probably had to come back in quarantine, but I'm not sure. You, I mean, they got go with class, so yeah, I'm not sure how that works. But I'm guessing a lot of the athletes, and I, I don't have any knowledge. Of this. this is just my assumption. I'm guessing a lot of them have online classes more this yeah. year than they ever have, anyways. But yeah. I could be wrong. I'm sure there's some you have to go in person. I mean, yeah, you know, I've always wondered. How did they do labs online? Yeah. <laughs> can you do labs? I have no idea. I should ask somebody. I don't. I, I mean, how, it, we don't even know if labs are, are different this year. Yeah. It's because of, you know, social distancing. I have no, I mean, I have no idea. I mean, everybody nope. who listens to this one to chime in if you've got a kid at Purdue. And he's yeah, in the or if there's any Purdue students who listen yeah. to this, for one, take your advantage of getting your coupon code. At, uh, <laughs> and uh, two, let us know. I'd really like yeah. to know. So you can interact with us on Twitter and Instagram and give us a follow at Boiler Break Pod and like our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, our Twitch channel, which hopefully we're going to do more with yeah. in the future. But uh, boiler up, hammer down, and uh, beat the Golden Gophers. Yes, sir.